My name is Kennedy Paris. Yes. I come from Burma as a refugee in 2005. Lived in Greeley since 2001. We've lived in Greeley all my life, 69 years coming up on 70. I'm a full-time artist and uh, currently reside in Greeley, Colorado. I am currently a student at Eaton Middle School. Um, I've been tattooing in this community since 1998. I grew up in Greeley, graduated from high school here, um, got a lot of friends, family, a lot of people I know around here. I live in the city of Evans. This is my house, and I've been here for over 14 years, which um, I really love this place. Greeley just seems to have really nice people. The community is very good. Greeley's just big enough that I still feel like it's a city, but people are nice. I think Greeley needs less empty buildings. <laughs> um, I think Greeley needs a lot more God in it. As a, you know, as a Christian, I think uh, people of Greeley need to do this to pray more. I think just being together is something that the community really needs. Um, I love where I live, and I think it would be really cool if we keep doing what we're doing to make just everybody feel welcome. I think it can be better if uh, we, like I said, if we help each other. Yes, I love Greeley, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for. We support a lot of different things here in Greeley, and they're all doing great work, and I think we'd like to see that continue. I love Greeley and I really, I really like to see even better than what it is. I look forward to more people that I look up to and I aspire to be like, calling Greeley home. We live in Greeley and we want to see the better. Thank you. All right, hey. Uh, Christ community, uh, welcome to all of you. Today we are celebrating um, the two-year anniversary of our For the City and Beyond vision, which is all about us being a part of the larger story that God is writing in our lives and in our community, like the people that we just saw in that video, we just met in the video. Walking with Jesus is, is, is about finding hope and purpose and freedom and redemption, and then intentionally offering that to the those around us, seeing God change people's stories. Now, this is not a new idea. Centuries ago, God spoke about this heartbeat through the prophet Isaiah when, when, when God spoke these words, the spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. See, that's the story that God is now writing through his son, Jesus. And as followers of Jesus, it's a story that he continually invites us to join him in, to see each moment in our lives and each relationship and all of our resources as opportunities for, for the life and the freedom of God to be lived out and experienced in and through us. <clears throat> we are anointed. We are sent ones. We are proclaimers of freedom. 
I think it was a little over two years ago when I, I, I began sensing God inviting us to some new opportunities as a church, specifically here locally in this community. Not that we weren't already doing things locally and globally, but there was something that was stirring in me at that time, a growing heartbeat for some specific needs in our own community. Like what about refugees? What about the homeless and those who are caught in the cycle of poverty, right? What, what about those who are wanting to, who are in gangs and they're wanting to get out of gangs? And also in that same time period, we had, uh, a few years earlier, but we, we'd been given 36 acres of land on the west side of, of town, and it just seemed clear that God was doing something, and we just needed to step out in faith and kind of join him in addressing these critical spiritual needs in this growing region. Now, if you were around here back then, you might remember we looked at the story of Nehemiah for inspiration because it, it parallels our story so well. Nehemiah had heard word that his hometown, the city of Jerusalem, was in, in disrepair and vulnerable to attack. And so he got permission from the king, King Artaxerxes, which was no, no small you know, feat to get permission. And then he traveled to the city. And the first thing he did when he arrived in the city was to take a tour. He took a few people with him during the night, and they went around, and they, they inspected the walls of Jerusalem to see what was going on. They saw for themselves where the wall was in disrepair and where it had been damaged by fire. So when he got back from this inspection, he called the officials together and he, and this is what he said to them. I love this. This is what he said to them. You see the trouble we are in. You see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me. They replied, let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. I love that. I love the fact that when he and the other officials saw afresh their need in the city, they were moved to do something about it. So what does it look like for us to be Nehemiahs today in our city, in our community? What would it look like for us to see afresh the needs around us and then together as a church go after those needs in our own community? Well, for the past two years, For the City and Beyond has been our answer to that question. What does it look like to be Nehemiah's? It's been our answer to that question, both globally and locally. So far, it's been an amazing ride, um, full of things expected and some things that have been unexpected. Um, now, in the newsletter that you received today, <clears throat> when you walked in here, we put a card that, that highlights some of the things that have, that have happened. You can take that out right now if you want to look at it. In all honesty, it was really difficult to know what to put on this because there is such a fun grassroots movement part to this vision that it's hard to capture it on you know one card. Um, um, but, but we wanted to try this card as our attempt to just highlight a few of the things that God is doing, realizing that God is doing much more than is on that card. But as you look that over, let me just let me tell a few stories to bring some of those numbers to life. One of our For the City initiatives is us being for those who are emotionally, who are struggling with emotional brokenness and addiction. So many people today struggle with anxiety 
with depression, with despair, and they feel all alone. I had someone in my office um, not that long ago who was in the midst of some difficult financial and relational things going on. And this person said to me, I just wish I had someone to walk alongside me in this. That's exactly what, those were the exact words. I wish I had someone to walk alongside. I know there are no easy answers. My parents are not really in my life anymore. I just need someone to walk alongside me in this journey. See, that is the heart cry of so many people. And so in response to this huge need of emotional brokenness, we have created a new ministry that just launched last week, just launched. It's called Paths to Hope. And as part of this launch, we now have 13 trained mentors who are available to walk with someone through the challenges they're facing, the grief, the anxiety, depression. And, and the, the interesting thing is all of these, not surprising really, all of these mentors have a story of their own brokenness. Every one of them has a story of their own brokenness. And now they're allowing God to use that to help others. See, these people that are trained, they understand they're anointed, they understand that they're sent, they understand that they're freed to proclaim freedom to others. Here's another fun story that's happened over the past two years that we did not have on our, our radar screen when we started this. We, we, have, we, we, we have structured For the City and Beyond this way. So For the City represents the local component, and then Beyond represents the international component. And in both of these areas, we are focusing on four aspects, four key areas of transformation. So compassion, the marketplace, leadership development, and then multiplication. Now, early on in our local for the city work, we realized a very important distinctive for us. It, it made way more sense for us to partner with people, organizations, businesses, and churches who were doing a similar work and had a similar heartbeat for a particular need, rather than trying to do this on our own. Right? Rather than start, starting from scratch on these things where people are already working in certain areas, we want to partner with people, which has led us to form a 501c3 nonprofit called For the City Network. <clears throat> Having a 501c3 enables us to better connect with organizations and churches that might be hesitant to partner with a single church. Now, in its relatively short existence, For the City Network has already worked with over 25 organizations, businesses, and churches in these areas of compassion. So, for instance, take refugees. Refugees. Greeley and this area is blessed in that we have the world coming to us. We have refugees fleeing horrible situations and coming to our doorstep, coming to our community. I mean, what an amazing opportunity that God has brought to our door. And in fact, we have a group of refugees from Burma who are a part of our Christ Community Congregation. They meet downstairs at our 15th Street campus on Sundays at 11. So if you, by the way, if you're ever in the building on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, just stop for a moment and look at the diversity represented in this church building. It is awesome. We have Burmese believers and Spanish-speaking believers and English-speaking believers all getting donuts and coffee at the same time. It's really, really cool. <clears throat> and, and by the way, if you are here at that time, I want to give you just a little training here, okay? So if you happen to be here on a Sunday at 11, the way to say hello in Spanish is hola, okay? Let's all practice that together. Hola, there we go. Good job, okay? And the way to say hello in Burmese 
is min galaba. Okay, so say that with me. Min galaba. See, you're trained in Burmese. Good job. Okay, so now you're ready. You're ready. Um, but, but seriously, I, I want us to continue to grow in this diversity heartbeat because it reflects God's heart. It reflects God's heart. Now, one of the cool things that has happened out of this partnership approach um, is that we have, the For the City Network has now connected, we're partnering with a guy named Don Orange. Don Orange is the part-time interim pastor at Cornerstone Community Church here um, in, in downtown Greeley, great church, we love them. But Don, so he's part-time there, interim, but his primary passion is refugees and the international community here in Greeley. So Don is now partnering with us and the For the City Network to be for refugees in our community. He has started and he leads a camel milk company. That's the name of it, Camel Milk Company, um, which is a, a delicacy for Somali people. He teaches a friendship first class that equips people in how to relationally connect with Muslims that they meet. Um, next class, by the way, is coming up this May, if you're interested in that. And he helps network and support organizations like the Immigrant and Refugee Center of Northern Colorado, Soccer Without Borders, and Lutheran Family Services, all of which work with refugees. He offices out of our new For the City Network co-op office space at Zoe's. We've set aside some space at Zoe's for organizations like him to have office space. And so he's officing there. So did you, did you catch all the aspects of that story? I mean, this is a great picture of what networking, partnering, synergy, and movement thinking can do. Two churches, three businesses, five organizations, and numerous people and leaders all working together to be for refugees in our city. And what about the area of poverty and homelessness. This is a huge need in our community. And, 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 and because of For the City and Beyond, we are engaged in these needs. We are. We're engaged in these needs. We're a part of a coalition of churches and organizations who helped provide a warm weather shelter this past year um, and the year before that. We, have, we as a church have, have contributed over $25,000 to this. And, and I, I've heard stories of e-groups and individuals serving at the shelter and, 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 and loving those people in crisis, helping to meet the most essential of needs like food and clothing and shelter for them. Our, our church recently, many of you were a part of this, we recently connected just warm you know, weather kind of clothing for, for folks in need. Our church, you all donated 25,000 items of clothing to this need. But... We want to be out about more than just meeting people's needs in crisis. We want to be about lasting change. We want to help people actually get out of the cycle of poverty, which is why we love partnering with organizations like Habitat for Humanity. That is their objective. Christian organization, but that's their objective, to help people in a cycle of poverty become homeowners. Because they have the statistics to show when someone becomes a homeowner, it dramatically impacts their financial situation in a long-term way. And this is actually playing out right now. So last December, our church was involved. You may remember the announcement. We were involved in a cookie drive, which helped launch a specific story. It's called The House That Faith Built. So what that means is we have 12 churches. We have come together along with other businesses, to raise money and build a house for a family in need. Now, this house is actually being built right now. 
Each of those 12 churches has taken a Saturday to make that a work, made it a work day to help build it. And our Saturday is coming up March 17th. Saturday morning, March 17th is our Saturday from 8 to noon. We're looking for 25 people. You can find out details on our webpage. Just look at the events tab, click on the events thing, and then look at March 17th, and, and, and you can click on that and, and, and sign up there. Now, one more cool story about in this compassion area happening. If you were here a couple of weeks ago, you saw the video story of Mike. Powerful story, who through Jobs of Hope is finding a stable life for him and his family beyond the horrible gang life and drug life that he had been a part of. Well, over the past couple of years, God has brought Jobs of Hope that ministry that Mike was—it really transformed Mike's life. The God has brought Jobs of Hope together with our church through the For the City Network. So here's what's cool: our church has actually been able to share resources and networks and people and strategic leadership and food in order to help the Jobs of Hope organization. Now, this was an area in our city that we knew there was a need to help people coming out of gangs, but we had no idea what we were doing. And Jobs of Hope was doing that. They've been an incredible partner, and we've only just begun. So those are just a few of the stories in the area of compassion that our church has been engaged in. I could go on and on with other stories, but I want to I transition and talk a little bit about this part of our vision that we're, where we're engaging the marketplace. We're engaging the marketplace. One of the things that I think we all realize if we're paying attention to our society, we all realize our, our culture is changing rapidly and the impact on the church is huge. A few decades ago, the church's main way of impacting people was trying to get them to come to what to come to us, right? But now we're living in a totally different culture, a post-Christian culture, which means that in order to impact this culture, we have got to think outside the boxes of the past and find ways to connect with our culture where we move towards them and bring the message of Jesus to them. See, we need, we've got to be a church. We need to be a church that creates and innovates and, 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 and designs new ways, new ideas for future impact. And that's really what this area of marketplace ministry is all about. It's, 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 kinda, it's outside the box. I get it. But it's, we, we believe it's really a strategic part of what God is wanting to do in the future. Um, so our downtown Zoe's Cafe um, is, is just a great example of this approach. Zoe's Cafe and Events Center. We don't aggressively promote the fact that we as a church own Zoe's and we run Zoe's. We don't try to hide it either, but we're not aggressively promoting it. We're just trying to be authentic people who are contributors and part of the community, living life together. So we don't promote ourselves as a Christian coffee shop. What we're trying to do is create a great environment, and it is a great environment, a great environment for people to experience life and community, and in that process, discover Jesus almost be surprised by Jesus. So one of the aspects of this, um, um, the exciting aspects of this marketplace mentality has been the creation of a food truck, which came about from this For the City and Beyond vision. <clears throat> so the food truck 
is called Everyone's Table. And it, it, that name, Everyone's Table, is a reflection of this missional heartbeat that everyone is welcome at God's table. His invitation is for everyone. Come to Jesus. Come to the table. Now, the concept of a food truck is that you can go to where people are and serve them there in their environment rather than waiting for them to come to you. Now, we admit we're on a huge learning curve um, in terms of, of food truck life and all that. But right now, you can experience everyone's table every Thursday evening at Weldworks downtown on 8th Avenue. With more opportunities coming this spring and summer as the weather warms, warms up. And by the way, the food is fantastic. Seriously, it is fantastic. Now, there are conversations in the works of using the food truck and Zoe's as a place to provide job training, providing job training skills for, and with, with people in jobs of hope to help folks gain, you know, find gainful employment. Um, lots of things are happening in this area of marketplace. It's very, very exciting. In fact, there are business leaders at Christ Community who are getting a vision for how they can leverage their businesses in a greater way for the kingdom. So they're meeting together, brainstorming, and, and doing some stuff. It's really, really cool. Very, very exciting. Now, another area, third area focus for the City and Beyond vision is leadership development. In a very real sense, everything stands and falls with leadership. Throughout Scripture, we see that God always uses leadership to advance his purposes and to write his story. And in my devotional time, I'm, I'm reading through right now, I just didn't happen to be in the early part of the chapters of Exodus, and, and God, he wants to set his people free, but he's going to use Moses to do it. Moses is kicking and screaming, but he's going to use Moses to do it. God always uses leaders, leadership to write his story. So at the start of For the City and Beyond, the vision two years ago, we realized that we want, to, we want, to, want leadership development to be a significant focus. Okay, now in that process, we have discovered that there are some very real challenges to seeing that happen in this context. The main challenge in this context is the busyness of people's lives. People are so busy. Life is so busy that it's really hard to find a way to develop leaders in the context of our busy society. But we're still exploring this. We had some ideas. They didn't necessarily work for us. So we're still, we're still on this. We're, we're trying. We're exploring this. But having said that, acknowledging that struggle, what we have experienced globally in the last two years of For the City and Beyond is, is beyond our wildest imagination. We have seen exponential growth in the area of leadership development. And it's primarily through this thing called the International Training Institute. We created the ITI, the International Training Institute, as a way to bring leadership and Bible training to people around the world who don't have access to this kind of instruction. Now, the response to these ITIs, the response has been nothing short of amazing. We started with just three ITIs a few years ago. This year, we will have 104 ITIs around the world. We have African and Latin American leaders who have been trained by the material, <clears throat> they've been through the material, and now they are taking this material to other regions. We created the material as being so that it's transferable. That was the whole point. Not big volumes and books. We wanted it to be transferable concepts that people could share with others. And that's happening. So, folks, 6,000 leaders 
have been impacted through ITI all around the world. 6,000. And that's just going to grow. It's going to grow exponentially. So we, we are, literally, we are seeing a movement of God's spirit in this whole area of leadership development through ITI. Now, one, one thing that we're exploring is bringing the ITI material here. Imagine that. Uh, we're doing it all around the world. Why not do it here? Um, so that those interested could also experience this kind of training. And so we're actually piloting something this month with some of our e-groups where they're going through one of the classes. And so we'll keep you posted how that goes. We, we, we want to just continue to explore that. So there, there is so much that's been happening these past three years through this For the City and Beyond vision. Now, before we move on, um, let me just talk for a moment about the financial side of this vision. You can see on the card there that over $3.1 million has been given to date to this vision, which is amazing. I mean, that is incredible. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your financial support of this. Literally, this vision could not happen without the generosity of hundreds of you that have given and are giving faithfully to this vision. So our goal is $4.6 million, and, and, and we still have a ways to go, but I am so encouraged by how we're doing. Now, let, let me break down that number as it relates to this vision. So of the $4.6 million, $1 million of that is committed for our global beyond things, our global beyond initiatives. And today, to this point, we have given over a half a million dollars toward these global initiatives. In terms of local initiatives, we have committed approximately $300,000 for that. And so far, about $165,000 has been invested in ministry to our local community. $165,000 invested in our local community. Now, the remaining amount, approximately $3.3 million out of $4.6 million, has been committed to the development of our property uh, at 10th Street and 83rd Avenue, which is a key part of this fourth area in, in for the city and beyond vision, and that is multiplication. It's a key part of this vision, multiplication. Because of the huge spiritual need in this region and the limitations of our current facility, we believe God is calling us to multiply by building another permanent campus in West Greeley. So by having two vibrant campuses, one at 15th Street and one at West, we more than double our capacity to make disciples. And we significantly increase our ability to impact West Greeley and the whole northern Colorado region for Jesus. So two years ago, after launching this vision, we made the strategic decision to invest some of the For the City and Beyond funds into the infrastructure of that property the infrastructure of that 36 acres. And this includes water and sewer and roads and traffic lights, all that stuff. So we have been diligently working on this for the past two years and have successfully rezoned the property so that it now is commercial property. We've also prioritized and devoted significant focus to the designing and approval needed to, to build a large main sewer line. I had no idea this stuff took that long, okay, um, but, but it does. So the, the goal is the entire 36 acres can become, and this is our ultimate vision, it can become this destination development that we are wanting to create with green space and bike paths and family-friendly businesses and a church. All of that is a part of it. 
Now, concurrently, as we're, we've been kind of working on the sewer line with the city and all that, we've also been meeting with and talking with developers and, and businesses seeking ways to partner on this project and create something special for this community, which is what we want. We want to be a blessing to this community. Now, honestly, um, the approval process with the city of Greeley and Weld County has been very frustrating. So uh, it's been lengthy and frustrating early on in the process and actually until pretty recently, I found myself getting increasingly angry and frustrating and imp frustrated and impatient with the process um, and, and some of the things that were going on. But more recently, I've had, I just have had this strong sense that God is in control of this. And there's a reason. There's a reason for the delays. Don't know what they are. He's orchestrating something beyond what we can imagine, but there is a reason in his purposes for these things being delayed. And so God is building my faith in this process um, and, 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 and in the midst of all this for the city beyond journey. But I can assure you, he is leading us every step of the way. And we are prayerfully seeking him. We don't, that song we sing, we don't want to move without you. You know, we're, we're just step at a time, God. What's the next step? What, are you, what, what doors are you opening? What are you closing? Just lead us. And your financial generosity is enabling us. Here's the cool thing. Because of your generosity, I feel like we are financially positioned to act immediately when needed. Um, when a door opens. And so thank you for that. Please continue to pray for God to open doors and provide for this vision to happen. And I don't want us to forget, there are 200,000 people that live within 20 minutes of our West property. And most of them are not connected in any way to a local church. The need is huge. The opportunity is before us. We are a part of a larger story that God is writing here at Christ Community. And again, the heart of the story is the ministry focus of Jesus, to heal the brokenhearted, to heal the brokenhearted, to bring freedom to those in captivity, to release people from darkness into light. That's the story that God is writing. And he invites each one of us to be a part of that story. We need each other to do this, right? We, we've got to, we have to trust each other in this to do this. this. This is not about a few select people saying yes. This is about all of us saying yes, doing our part to see these broken down walls in our city restored. You can make a difference. You can make a difference. I think of a woman in our church. Her and her husband um, have began attending Christ Community pretty recently, a year or two ago. And she has a heart for refugees. Um, and so she, she just started going downstairs at 11 a.m., on Sunday mornings and attending the Burmese service. And at first, it felt a little awkward, but over time, relationships began to develop. So she is now tutoring some of them with English. Six of the women come over to her house every other Saturday just to learn from her and to be with her. She's loving it, and they're loving her. See, that's, that's how this vision moves forward. It is not in these huge, you know, dramatic steps. It's in these little decisions we make to move toward people in need, to, 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 to be there, to ask questions, to take an interest in them. It's amazing the doors that God opens when we walk with him in that way. Over time, his vision, his story for Greeley and this whole area keeps being written and we get to be a part of it. We get to be a part of it. 
I was so encouraged by an email I received fairly recently from a friend of mine who attends here at Christ Community. And she, she wrote, I'm going to read part of this. She wrote this. Our company is going through a merger, and one of my responsibilities was to decide what financial institution we would be using. The week before Thanksgiving, I was on my way to work, and I just prayed, God, today, I want you to show me how you're going to use me. I'm available. Just use me. I'd been struggling with not feeling like I was being used by him, so I prayed for him to use me. Well, that simple prayer led to this. I went into the financial institution to see who I could meet with, and in walks Mark, not his real name. He did not know him. At our first meeting, I noticed family pictures in his office, so I asked about his family, and he told me his wife was the assistant principal at a local school. So I said to him, hey, our church has a relationship with that school. And he stopped in his tracks and he said, Grace Community? And he put his hand on his heart and he said, my wife loves Grace Community. He went on to say, we are not bad people, but we've never been churchgoers. But my wife keeps telling me, maybe we need to check this church out. So she, she said, I shared a bit more about our church's simple focus on loving God and loving people. Our business meeting turned into about 10 minutes of business and an hour about who God is. And then she continues. She says, in December, I felt God prompting me to call Mark with a question. So I called him. Mark said he was on his way out the door as his son had just been admitted to the hospital. I told him I would be praying for them, and then I later followed up. And then she says, I just received this e email from him yesterday. This is what Mark wrote. Hey, I just wanted to give feedback from my wife for Christ Community's support at her school for their parent-teacher conferences last night. I don't know if you were involved with the project, but a soup bar was provided by the church for the teachers and staff. My wife was raving about the black bean soup. Keep up the great work over there. I know the school staff and community appreciates you all. Thank you. See, God is writing a story in the lives of people in this community, in, in Mark's life, in the lives of people we saw earlier on the video, and in the lives of countless others all around us. God is writing a wonderful story, and he invites you and me to be a part of that story, to be attentive to his voice and available to love people. I mean, who knows what doors God will open? Who knows what God will, how God will weave these various stories together? But imagine the impact if every one of us as a church says yes to God in that way. God, use me. Give me the courage to move toward a need, a person in our community. See, you can make a difference. You are anointed. You are sent. You are freed in order to proclaim freedom to others. Now, if you're interested in exploring, getting involved in a particular area of this vision and being a part of some of these partnerships or whatever, man, we would love that. You can just go to our website. It's a really easy way. Go to our website, and there's a For the City and Beyond banner. Just click on that, and it'll take you to a link where you can begin to just connect with us and let us know, and we can follow up with you. But thank you, Christ Community, for being a part of this journey together. I can't wait to see what year three holds as we continue to posture our hearts and our lives to be for our city and beyond. Amen. Let's, let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you 
for the story that you're writing. Thank you for the vision. Thank you for the impact of this vision, Lord, and the way that you are using it to transform not only our community, but transform us, to change us. God, thank you for helping us. And we pray you to continue to open our eyes to see the walls of our city, to see the brokenness and the needs and the, the hurts all around us and to move towards those with your love and your compassion. And so we as a church, we entrust this vision to you. Thank you for your heartbeat for people. And we want our hearts to beat that same way for people. So we pray your blessing on this vision, your provision, Lord. We pray you would lead us in every aspect, Lord, this multiplication aspect. Continue to lead us, God. And it has been frustrating at times, but we know you're in control. And we just set aside that land for you. And we pray for your purposes, for your kingdom to come and you to bring all the pieces together so that what you want to happen will happen, God, and do, do more than we could even ask or imagine there. We pray for leaders to be developed. We pray for the area of marketplace, these creative ways we can move towards people in our community with your love and for all these aspects of compassion. We just pray for this vision. You would bless it. And God, we pray that you would use us in this story that you're writing. And so let me just encourage you right now, just what, what is God saying to you? Maybe there was a story on, uh, just that you heard as I was talking about or a ministry, you heard me talk about it. just something stir, is stirring in you. Or maybe it's just a matter of waiting and asking the Lord, what is he saying to you? How might he want you to be involved in this movement? And so I want to encourage you right now as we're asking that question of the Lord, just here, here, here's, here's the prayer that I want to encourage you to pray. God, just like the, the story I told a moment ago, God, use me. Can, can you pray that in your heart? God, use me. Show me, show each one of us here where we are in the story that you're writing where we are in that grand story you're writing. Show each one of us that. And I just, we just offer ourselves to you. Use us, Lord. Use us, Lord, as we are asking you, God. Each one of us, we're asking you, where am I in this story?
For this city and beyond 